Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome into Feeling Blue, part of the Block M podcast network. I am your host, Luke Giardi, joined by Scotty White here with you on Wednesday night, June 7th, as we head into Thursday, June 8th. Eighth, It's going to be a very bittersweet show on Feeling Blue here today, and we will get into that uh, a little bit. Uh, but first, we, we have some Michigan news to talk about uh, regarding transfers in both men's basketball and football before we get into it all. Scotty, what's going on? How are we doing here today, man? Yeah, doing pretty good. You're right. Uh, definitely, definitely will be a little bittersweet, but we do. Yeah, I mean, today was a big day. Two, two big um announcements coming this morning in favor of Michigan um so yeah we've got a lot to talk about today yeah and and I guess I I do want to start with um uh, Olivier Kamwa because well at at first you know we well we get news a couple weeks ago right that uh Michigan is in the mix uh for Kamwa is a grad transfer from Tennessee um and then what was it yesterday? I think it was, uh, uh, it was announced. I think Tipton announced that, uh, he was down to two schools and Michigan was not one of them. And then like this morning, it was that Michigan's back in the mix. And then this afternoon it's that he committed to Michigan. So my only question, Scotty is what the hell happened? Yeah, that was one of the more bizarre recruiting stories that I've seen. Um, and yeah, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, maybe, you know, Michigan, Oh, I, here's some NIL money that we that we forgot we had. Let's <laughs> let's shoot him a text real fast. I I don't know, um, but yeah, I mean that was crazy. It was everything changed just like that. Um, but I mean, huge huge news for Michigan. I mean, you go back to, I mean, we at at the beginning of the of the off season, we're kind of thinking, all right, Michigan's Michigan's in big trouble. Um, and then, you know, Michigan adds three, three, if including Caleb Love transfers, and we're starting to feel pretty good. Then Michigan loses Caleb Love and Kamwa is, comes down to two schools and we're like, all right, they were in trouble. Michigan's got three spots to fill. Not many takers, um, are showing up. And then all of a sudden he's back in the mix. He commits to Michigan and and now, you know, still work to do, but now I'm, I'm starting to feel a little bit better about the off season and then next year's Michigan basketball team. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a big get because it was going to be pretty bleak. Like the the mood was very bleak, right? When it was uh kind of put out there that Michigan wasn't one of his finalists, uh, and people were like, "Well, where the hell does Michigan go now? Like this roster is is just going to be it's going to be thin. It's going to be bare bones, right?" I'm not sure. Like, like I think Olivia Kam was a good player, right? He averaged about 11 points a game last year, two assists, um, five rebounds, started all 36 games for Tennessee. And I think he's going to be a good player, probably going to be a starter for, for Michigan next year. Um, I just don't know if this puts Michigan over the top, you know, roster wise, because I, I still think it's thin, but without him, uh, it was looking pretty bleak. So this is this is a good step towards being competitive in what's going to be a very competitive Big Ten. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I think there's still work to do. If that's possible, I'm not 100% sure that there is. Uh, but but definitely needed uh, to land this guy to go along with uh, Namari Burnett and Trey Jackson to, to come over after losing Caleb Love. Yeah, definitely. It was it was certainly much needed. And yeah, I mean, like the mix of him, Doug McDaniel, Terrace Reed, I think that'll be a good a good trio. Um, it it doesn't give me the confidence that, you know, Michigan's going to be, you know, oh, oh, 100 percent, you know, Michigan's back to being a tournament team. But like you said, I mean, just depth and a guy that can come in and start right away, um, that's huge. And, you know, the the potential for him to be a really, really good player is there. I mean, in, his, in the NCAA tournament game against Duke last year, he had, I think, 27 points, was three for four from three. Um, so, you know, he's not, you know, he's not the best three-point shooter, but he, he has some ability. Uh, shot 33% from three last year, 44% in 2020, 2021, 22. Um, doesn't, doesn't shoot it a lot, but you know, having, having a guy that can hit those shots um, and having a guy with the potential, like to put up numbers like that against Duke and the NCAA tournament. Um, definitely, definitely a really good get for Michigan. Um, I don't know really where they go from here to, you know, fill out those final two spots um, and kind of really get this roster situation figured out completely. Uh, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. I found some of his comments interesting, uh, Kamwa, after he, he committed, came earlier today. Uh, he said, quote, I also want to be part of the UM culture Coach Howard has created. Family and that never back down attitude. I look forward to being part of a team full of guys that are hungry to prove themselves and everyone wrong, end quote. And and the interesting part, at least to me, is, is we've spent time, we've talked about it at length, kind of questioning what the culture actually is in the men's basketball program right now. Obviously, uh, Hunter Dickinson transferred. Sounds like there were some behind-the-scenes, maybe some rifts with him, but you're losing two f- first-round picks and Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard going uh, to the NBA. And uh, having all those skilled players and not even being able to make the NCAA tournament, getting bounced in horrible fashion in the NIT, um, you, you know, we, we questioned the culture a little bit, but maybe, you know, uh, Kamwa sees something or understands something that we don't, maybe he could be a part of leading a, a new culture and building it back up, um, you know, back to, to kind of the culture that we saw in, in Juwan's second year, right? The, yeah. the COVID year there, those guys played so hard and, and it really felt like they were a family. And I know that's what Jawan has wanted uh, to kind of create, but it really hasn't felt that way the last couple of years. Yeah, no, it definitely hasn't. Um, I mean, t- things just totally flipped from the COVID year and, you know, a team that had national championship expectations, unfortunately, livers went down and fell a little bit short, but I mean, that team was so good. And then, and, and yet, like we've talked about before the, the next season was kind of overshadowed by the fact that the team had a little run to the sweet 16, but that wasn't a great year either. Um, and we've talked a lot about how this off season, there needs to be a flip back to that culture. Cause I mean, it, it just became more and more apparent towards the end of the season that, that the, the culture just wasn't there. I mean, Michigan was, I mean, guys were falling down. Their teammates weren't coming to pick them up. They were just having poor communication issues on the floor um, but if there's if there's one thing that I think Jawan has kind of showed in his time at Michigan, said he's a he's a really good recruiter. Um, he's had he's had some some really good classes, some really good commits come in, uh, and I think that he 
is aware of the fact that this program needs a, a big culture shift back to where they were in the 2020-2021 season. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that, that comment is really interesting. I think that, I think that just goes to show that, like I said, Howard does realize that, and that's the kind of thing he's pitching to commits. Like we're making a change around here and it's going to be something good to be part of. And that wasn't the only major transfer news uh, that we got earlier this morning. We found out UMass graduate transfer cornerback Josh Wallace is coming over to the Wolverines after a very good career at UMass where he recorded uh, 137 tackles, seven TFLs, three picks, 24 pass breakups. Um, And and this was a a big one here uh, to get Josh Wallace as a transfer because the biggest question mark on this Michigan football roster coming into this season is going to be cornerback two opposite Will Johnson. Who is going to fill that role? We kind of thought Amari and Walker uh, going into spring ball. We heard some good things, but then we saw the spring game. Uh, he didn't look so good in that position. So you know that that is one position that seems to be a weakness and and avoid that maybe Josh Wallace with all of his experience can fill immediately for the Wolverines. Yeah. I mean that, I mean that, like you said, I mean, that's the only, the only question mark really on this Michigan team. I mean, every position group is just so solid and, and we knew that that was where Michigan needed to go and Michigan needed to hit the portal for somebody like that with that kind of experience. And and that's exactly what they did. And now seriously, I mean, I, I definitely can't think of a time where we were headed into a Michigan football season and and every single position group was this well-rounded. It, it's just, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I actually had a dream last night <laughs> about <laughs> Michigan football. And I, it's it's because I'm my expectations are just so high for the football team next year that I'm like so scared that something's going to go wrong and it's going to be disappointing. And I had literally two separate dreams last night about Michigan versus Michigan State football games where Michigan ended up, you know, not really meeting expectations. And I just like woke up in, in a cold. sweat. I was like, all right, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. But seriously, I mean, the <laughs> expectations are so high. Like it it's, if Michigan goes 11 and one, I feel like I'll be disappointed just because I mean, this team is in my lifetime, man, like the, the hype has not been like this going into a season. And, and now with this, with this new addition, just rounding out every position group, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. We're going to circle back to that uh, in just a little bit. Uh, Before we do, though, I want to let you know support for Feeling Blue is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. And in case you aren't familiar with Homefield, they are a premium collegiate apparel brand. They're based out of Indianapolis. Their stuff is comfy, but it's also officially licensed gear. Uh, It's not that knockoff stuff, right? So they don't screw around when it comes to their designs. The Homefield team studies their history, traditions, and legacy of every single school. And with that all, they create thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. They've got great Michigan designs. I mean, we are less than 90 days away from kickoff at the big house against East Carolina. You got to start planning ahead, thinking about that gear you're going to be wearing Labor Day weekend. Home field has you covered from t-shirts to hoodies and crew necks for all season long. You can proudly represent the maize and blue wherever you are. If you want some brand new, good looking Michigan swag, you can head over to homefieldapparel.com and use the promo code Michigan15. That's Michigan15 for 15% off your first order. And that's not just one item, that is your entire order. 15% off using promo code Michigan15 at homefieldapparel.com. So we mentioned it at the beginning of the show. 
Uh, it, it's a bittersweet show here because uh, for those of you that don't know, maybe you, you haven't seen uh, Scotty tweet about it, uh, but this is Scotty's last show. He is leaving. Uh, he's got a great new gig. We're very proud of him. And and Scotty, I'll, I'll uh, open the floor to you. What is the, the new position that you're going to be taking? Yes. Thank you, Luke. Um, yeah, this is, this is my last show, my last anything with Maze and Brew. Um, so yeah, I, I'm actually going to be covering USC, the real USC university of Southern California, not South Carolina. Um, so I'll have my, my own website, um, under the full ride network, which is run by Ant Wright, former Michigan basketball player, very popular on Twitter. If you haven't heard of him. Um, and yeah, I, uh, one of, one of my friends started working with him and he's been wanting me to join for a while. Um, and now just the ability to have my own website, it's just a, an opportunity I can't really turn up or turn, sorry, it's an opportunity I can't really turn away. Um, so decided to take it. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I, my dad spent a lot of time in, in Southern California as a kid. So I've got a little bit of USC fandom. Um, but I, I sure am going to be missing talking about Michigan sports, writing about Michigan sports. Um, and no matter what you see on my Twitter, I promise you those Michigan USC games, I, I'm always cheering for Michigan. That's, that's still I, always will be the number one school. I, I was going to say, man, it, it threw me off a, a little bit when I was it. Um, I think I saw Jordan Tatum got a crystal ball uh, to, to USC. And, and you were talking about that a little bit and you were like, given the side eye, like you were pretty hype about it. I was like, I don't know, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to rebrand myself. Taylor Tatum. Bit. I apologize. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor Tatum, he did get a, an expert prediction to USC. Uh, I'm, dude, yeah, I was upset about that. Like, I don't want him to commit to USC. <laughs> I want him to come to Michigan. I'm going to act excited about it. I don't think any of these USC people, you know, it's it just started a couple weeks ago, so don't don't really think I've got any USC people following me yet. Um, but, yeah, the the Michigan tweets will be the, – they won't be coming as often. I might have to make a little a little burner account for my Michigan tweets. How's it been going though so far? Uh, covering a school, so this is the interesting thing, right? Like, like you are a Michigan graduate, you've been around Michigan, so covering them has been relatively easy for you at, at yeah. Mesa Bruin and here on the Block M Podcast Network. What's it been like? I mean, you're you know thousands of miles away in you know in Chicago, and you're covering this team out on the West Coast. What's that been like? Yeah, it's it's tough, you know, because. Michigan, it's not like I just have my day to day life. I'm taking in information about Michigan. I don't really have to do a lot of research. Like I just I hear about these things like even before I started working for Mason Brew, like I get up, I read my Michigan sports news. Um, so I'm just I'm very well versed in, in Michigan sports knowledge. And that's definitely not the case for USC. So it takes a lot more research to do things. Um, still, you know, figuring out the coaching staff and the roster and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's also, it definitely is tough being so far away from there. Like I'm not going to be able to go to media availabilities or, you know, cover games in the press box. Like I was able to do with Michigan. Um, I'm hoping that once the, you know, site is, is taking off and it's, and it's running successfully that I'll be able to, you know, head out to LA and, and go to some USC games. My goal is to be able to go to all the USC Michigan games in the future. I think that'd be really fun um but yeah I haven't, I haven't been out there since I was like three years old I've got some family that lives there but it's been a while so I hope to be able to go there soon um but yeah it's definitely definitely a lot more research um but so far I've been able to pump out a lot of content and uh, I'd say it's going pretty well 
So we're going to look back on the the good times here uh, that we had on uh, formerly Brewcast, now feeling blue. Scotty, when was it about? Do you remember that that you started on the show here? Yeah, I, I joined in um, like June of 2021 and then came on the show during the 2021 football season. We were, we were doing the, the um, Pick'em podcast as well. Yep. Um, so yeah, start, I believe, I believe we got going early in the 2021 football season. Okay. Yeah. That, that totally makes sense. So, uh, we, there, there's been some big moments that, that have happened over the last couple of years since you joined the show. So I asked you to put together a, a little top five for the listeners, your favorite things that have happened since you started on the podcast. I want to get your number five right now. All right. So I will say it's, it's pretty football heavy with how the football team's been, but, <laughs> um, but number five, and, and I also will say that it's it's been so cool to be able to cover Michigan and and be around the program during undoubtedly the most successful seasons that they've had in my lifetime as a fan. So it's just been so fun, so many cool moments. Um, but starting with number five, I do have the basketball team last season making the Sweet 16, beating Tennessee. I thought that game was was just I mean, there was so much frustration that whole season. We were wondering if Michigan was even going to make the tournament. Um, they found a way to get it done. Um, and then I hate Tennessee also. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't really have any reason to. <laughs> but I just don't like Tennessee basketball especially. So when I saw that Michigan was playing Tennessee, I was like, oh, we've got to get that one. Um, so, yeah, 11 seed to the Sweet 16, upsetting the three seed. That's my number five. I love it, man. That was that was a great moment, right? And it, it yeah. kind of salvaged what was a really frustrating season. I think you hit the nail on the head there. And and it, but it it gave us kind of false hope for this past season. I feel like too. Like I was like, yeah, this feels just like last season. And then they just couldn't get it done and make the make the tournament. And then they couldn't even make the third round of the NIT. Yeah, like I was at the end of the season too. Like it was starting to look like it was going to follow the same trajectory, but just. I mean, dude, oh my God, those blown losses at the end of the games late season. So frustrating. But hopefully, hopefully they'll be back next year because I, I, uh, a lot of good football memories in here, but not, not that many basketball ones. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. So what's your number four? Number four is 2022 Big Ten Championship game for football. Um, you know, it was get, getting to go back to back. I mean, just the first one was so awesome. And then a second straight Big Ten title, relatively stress-free win over Purdue. I mean, once you get, if you're from the Big Ten East and you get the Big Ten title, you know, it's probably going to be pretty stress-free. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, yeah, just back-to-back titles for the football team. Seeing that, never never thought I would back in back in the, you know, 2017, those, those kind of days. So that was, that was definitely special. Yeah, as stupid as it sounds, you know, because I think every, you know, Big Ten championship has its own merit. Do you feel like it solidified the 21 season a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like the the 2021 season, like it was so awesome. But, you know, we there were definitely those thoughts that I mean, lost so many good players from that team. And it's kind of like, was this just a one time thing? And then for it to to happen again in 2022, it was like the, the 2021 team in that season, like set the foundation for this to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. And you know, uh, honestly, the the 2022 Big Ten Championship, it was a it was a battle for a little bit, so it was a little more yeah. gratifying, uh, I guess. Like the the Iowa game, obviously, was way more yeah, stress free. Yeah. 
So I, I, I totally understand that viewpoint. How about number? I, I got a feeling what one and two are. What's number three here? <laughs> number three is this past season's 2022 win over Ohio State. Going oh, we got Columbus. that down at number three. Okay, we now do, I'm interested. Do. I, I yeah. You threw me for a loop here. All right, now I'm intrigued. Yeah, it was a little tough. Uh, deciding the top three and you know arranging these memories they were they were all like overwhelmingly the top three um but I'm gonna go with the win against Ohio State here in Columbus and again it was at this point we're still wondering you know is this was last year just a one-time thing are we gonna get our asses kicked by Ohio State again and just to do it in Columbus was was very I mean that was awesome and it hasn't been done since the year I was born so that was that was so cool. And and to do it in the way that Michigan did, just blowing them out. Um, that was that was just such a fun game. Um, but yeah, I do have my reasonings for it being number three. Okay, now out. now I'm intrigued. So so where uh we'll 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 touch on that a little bit. Yeah, and, and I understand it this past year was the first win in Columbus uh since 2000. Um and, and I I love it so much for some reason and it must be one of those things like like i i don't hold it uh in quite as high as regard of 2021 like like it's really close for me but it's it's like that final slay in the dragon finally getting over that hump there's just something so magical uh about that this was uh, another one just to go in there and kick their ass again, man. It, it was it was so incredibly satisfying, but I understand uh, why it might not uh, eclipse 2021. What do you got at number two? So number two is the 2021 Big Ten Championship. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's just because like I the the feeling of that win against Ohio State, it was obviously like I mean, I I always have confidence in Michigan, but like going on the road, Ohio State's eleven and zero. Um, you know, we're a touchdown underdog. Haven't won there in twenty years. I certainly going into the game had a lot more confidence in the twenty twenty one Big Ten title, but it was just that first Big Ten championship. Yeah, the yep. euphoria of that was was so awesome. Um, so so that's why I have it above the twenty twenty two win. I think that you know, obviously, like winning the Big Ten for the first time was a huge stepping stone. But like you said. But that 2022 win against Ohio State and and that whole season was kind of like, okay, like it's not a one-time thing. We're here to stay. And I think it was a bigger win for the program, but just that first Big Ten title, and like I said, that euphoria – I didn't. I mean, I was like, "When are we going to see Michigan win the Big Ten? It, it was like a. It was like a they finally did it moment, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, because of that, that was that it, was a heck of a night. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, to to what 42 to three yeah. and. I mean, when they when they busted out the the Donovan Edwards pass to Roman Wilson, man, I mean, it felt like there was a giant weight that was lifted off my shoulder in that exact moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That that one was really fun viewing experience for me. I I was watching. um, I don't remember which bar. I think it was uh, I think it was garage bar, but it was packed. And yeah, that moment. Like I was like, all right, we're we're gonna blow them out, and I and I'll I'll admit this: this has never happened to me. But I had a little bit too much to drink, and I fell asleep for the third quarter of that game. <laughs> no, but I woke up. <laughs> I woke up, and I and I did see the ending, and that was that was an awesome moment. All right, for number one, I'll let you wax poetic about the twenty-one OSU game. Yeah, I mean that that one was an easy choice. Um, I mean, you you were there, right? You were in Michigan City yeah, for that. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, that game was just so special for me. Like, I 
I have been a diehard Michigan fan my whole life. Uh, the only Ohio State win that I could remember, I was 11 years old. Uh, one of my best friends in high school, huge Ohio State fan, so I'm taking shit from him all the time. Um, <laughs> it was always my dream to go to Michigan and got to go there. And my senior year, last game in the big house, beating Ohio State. And with the snow, too, I mean, that, like, I, I sobbed my eyes out in that stadium. Like, that oh, was yeah. honestly one of the top moments of not just my time with Mason Brew, but my entire life. So that was <laughs> that was definitely an easy choice for number one. That was just the turning point in the Michigan football program, and it was incredible. I, I, I wasn't there. You know, obviously, I was I was watching at home on my TV. Mm-hmm. and But from from everyone that was there, they they talk about that atmosphere like – I, I can't even describe how they exactly explain it, you know, but it's it's almost like something that that only exists in like a, a movie or a fairy tale or yeah. something like that, like something that doesn't happen in real life. Like the, the way people talk about what it was like in the big house that day is going to be is going to go down in legend forever. Oh, 100 percent. That's a good way to put it, like in a fairy tale or a movie, like that's what it felt like. I, I was bringing my phone out so many times just to take videos of the crowd. Like after every single touchdown, it just started to feel more and more real. And everybody was just getting more and more into it, like starting to realize like this is going to happen. And uh, yeah, I've, I've never seen an atmosphere like that in sports. Uh, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. It was awesome. <laughs> um, so I, I want to circle back uh, to, to something that uh, you kind of talked about because um you, you there's been I've been doing this since what uh 2017 I I think is when uh, I took over took over with Anthony uh and Chris and, and have had uh you know a, a great run doing this or and we all had a, a had a great run together but there were some dark times uh, of Michigan football while we were doing this show right uh a lot of bad losses to Ohio State a lot of what the hell is going on? What's the future of this program? You on the show have known nothing but success, yeah. Scotty White. So I just want to put it out there. You you talked about the expectations for this Michigan football team coming in here this year, and I want everyone to know that if Michigan falls short of those expectations and doesn't win a Big Ten championship, doesn't beat Ohio State, you can pretty much blame it on Scotty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is – I've I've trust me I've noticed that too I'm like wow we're two for two with you on the show man but yeah we are and yeah I noticed that I'm like wow we've been like it's been very disappointing being a Michigan fan my whole life and (laughs) then I started working with Mason Broom we've had the two best seasons of my life it's interesting (laughs) yeah I don't know if they start if if we don't win the Big Ten next year then maybe I'll abandon this site and then and come back for 2024 yep Yep, you're you're the only one, uh, Anthony, Chris, Stephen. You know, none of them. We we never never got a win of, over Ohio State or Big Ten championship while doing this show. But we're two for two with you. So uh, everyone, you know, when, when Scotty you go, you can hate follow him on on Twitter yep. to make sure you know keep him in line and you know make sure to barrage him with me- messages if Michigan falls short of those expectations. I I will take full blame for that, and yeah, maybe maybe that's where my nightmare stemmed from last night. You know, <laughs> you're like, oh no, man, I'm I'm screwing up the good juju here. <laughs> yeah, but hey, with with what Michigan's got next year, man, I don't know. I I I got I got high hopes. I got high hopes. 
All right. So as we wrap up feeling blue, your last show uh, here with the block and podcast network last week uh, with Mesa brew, I, I cede the floor to you, Scotty. I'll, I'll let you give this uh, final farewell with uh, whatever you want to mention. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's been, yeah, we're into, we're into June now. So it's been about two years since I first started here. Um, I mean, I just, I can't say thank you to, to Mason brew enough, like being able to cover Michigan sports actually been a dream of mine. Like ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to be up in the press box for those football games. Um, and Mason brew helped me, helped me achieve that goal. And I was able to do it. And it was seriously some of the, some of the best times of my life up there. Um, and yeah, I've met so many cool people. Can't thank Luke enough for being the best podcast partner I could ask for. I mean, we've done we've done the Pick'em podcast the past two years and and broadcast into Feeling Blue. Um, and seriously, it's just so much fun. Like that's like one of my favorite things to do is just talking about Michigan sports. Um, so just being able to do that and and publish it out and actually have people that listen to us and you know care about what we have to say is it's been awesome. So thank you guys, everybody for listening. Um, and yeah, I met so many cool people here at Maze and Brew that I will certainly be keeping in touch with and continue to follow. Um, so yeah, again, just thank you guys to everybody for listening. Uh, it's really, it's been a special two years. So for the folks that want to uh, maybe follow along with you covering USC, follow you on Twitter. What's the, what's, what's the new site that you got going? Yeah, so it's it's called hail to sc.com. Um so you can follow it on Twitter at hail to sc, Facebook hail to sc. Um you'll notice I've got the hail in there. A uh, little homage to Michigan. Uh, <laughs> always always got to keep that going. Uh so yeah, I mean USC is going to be joining the Big 10 soon, so they're going to be pretty relevant in the world of Michigan sports. So if you got any interest, there it is. Well, Scotty, we're we're all very proud of you uh, here at the Block M Podcast Network. Everyone at Maze and Brew, obviously, as well uh, for all the great work you did here. All the time you put in on this show, on the Pick'em Podcast, man. We're, we're all very proud of you. Very uh, excited for your next opportunity here to to have your own site. It, it's, a, it's a very cool thing. You've definitely earned it, uh, and you've deserved it. And I, I've loved being your podcast host for two different shows now uh, for the last couple of years, man. Had, had a lot of fun, made a lot of great memories and uh we're, we're definitely gonna miss you my man thank you luke man seriously like i said i can't i can't thank you enough dude like you've been you have been a great host i mean you guys all you guys all hear it like so many people when i do this podcast you can they, they tell me oh you're the, the guy you do the podcast with he has like a great podcast voice I'm like yeah man he's a, he's a pro so everybody make sure that you you keep listening to to all these uh podcasts on the block m podcast network these guys seriously all do a great job um, but yeah, seriously, Luke, thank you so much, man. I'm, I'm going to miss this. Yeah. Yeah. Me too, man. Had, had a lot of fun for sure. And it's uh football season won't be the same without you, but uh, I know you're going to have a really good thing going uh, covering USC. So one final time, Scotty, where can we find you on social media, man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty white underscore. Uh, like I said earlier, the Michigan tweets are, are going to stop a little bit. It'll be more USC, but I mean, I already know when these Michigan football games start up, I'm not going to be able to help myself. Yeah. <laughs> so you can still give me a follow there. Uh, the, the good news is you're going to be a Pac-12 after dark guy. So there's going to be oh, plenty yeah. of room to to be watching and tweeting about Michigan in the meantime. Oh, yeah. 100%. There's already <laughs> some late games that have been announced for the first three weeks. 
<laughs> oh man, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to subscribe, rate, leave a review for all of our great shows here at the Block M Podcast Network, wherever uh, you get your podcast so that'll wrap it up for us here on this week's feeling blue for my partner scotty white for the last time i'm luke yardy and we'll see you next week on feeling blue